Praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Beloved, you are welcome to the sixth episode of season four of Biblical Phronesis. In the previous episode, we talked about Paul, the unstoppable apostle of God. The highlight of the episode is that challenges should not stop our mission as leaders and servants of God. With God on our side, we shall finish well in the mighty name of Jesus. Today we continue our focus on Paul, but I'm tempted to answer the central question. Who was Paul when he was down out in Damascus? In other words, who was Paul as a distressed fellow in Damascus? The story of Paul is incomplete without an episode in on his encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ in the book of Acts chapter 9. With, with Jesus, Paul met someone that he never met in real life because he met him in a trance. Let us start by asking, how does a fellow go from being a persecutor to a chief promoter of Jesus. How does someone go from a chief persecutor to a chief promoter of Jesus? The same person. The answer to this question is best provided by tracing the actions of Paul after the stoning of Stephen. At the stoning of Stephen, opposed to Paul, was he known as Saul of Tarsus. Saul, as he was known back then, received permission from Jewish leaders in Jerusalem to prosecute Christians, starting in Damascus. In other words, the Jewish leaders prayed for him to carry on doing what he was doing. And his name is actually literally mean Saul, the one that is prayed for. As recorded in the book of Acts chapter 9, Paul met Jesus on his way to Damascus in the most unexpected fashion. In Acts, beloved, in Acts chapter 9 verse 4, we see Jesus talking to him on the floor, saying, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? Verse 5. And Saul said, Who art thou, Lord? Jesus responded, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Indeed, it was hard. This up-close encounter with Jesus was an eye-opener for Saul, who thought at that particular time, until that particular time, he was actually fighting for God. He was doing what is right. The light that shone on Saul alone in that encounter left him blind. The light blinded him. It, that blindness left his persecution in Tatars for the time being. Beloved, you agree with me that it is difficult for a blind man to persecute others the way Saul was going about it in his days. In effect, the encounter with Jesus made Saul down and made him to be hurt in Damascus regarding his original intentions. In short, Saul was held to his feet after the encounter, and led by hand into Damascus. And this was somebody that was galloping us or other things that were used for mobility at that particular time to go and persecute the Christians. So, you will agree with me again, 
without if you look at that encounter in Acts chapter 9 you reflect upon it that Jesus in his wisdom are taking the fight out of Saul by blinding him the state of mind of Saul at that moment is better imagined here we had an up and coming or better still rising star in the religious order of Israel caught flat-footed he was caught flat-footed in that encounter up to that encounter with Jesus Saul's credentials were impeccable as he wrongly thought he was on the side of God. In fact, he felt he has been prayed for to do the assignment he was doing. Below for three days, Saul was blind and distressed. With him refusing food and water, he was depressed. As his world has been upended, it has been turned upside down. He may even have thought about the stoning of Stephen again and again in that particular period. They will be replaying, replaying in his in his mind. And as you recall, we mentioned in the previous episode, Saul was eventually stoned himself in Lystra. So whatever we do, we must be careful because it's come it has a way of coming back. The period between the stoning of Saul and Stephen was about fifty to sixteen years, and it did happen to him. So we have to be careful as leaders where whatever we do to others will come back to us. So let us do good so that good will come back to us. Praise the Lord. Eventually, Ananias, a disciple in Damascus, reluctantly came to the aid of Saul. Ananias' reluctance is understandable as no disciple of Jesus at that time will not be weary to get close to Saul with his Notoriety. He already gained notoriety amongst the disciples and the brethren of that time. Saul's reputation had preceded him even before he got to Damascus. So Ananias have every reason to be skeptical. But skepticism aside, Ananias obeyed Jesus by laying his hands on Saul so that he can regain his sight. As he did it, Saul regained his sight. And through that encounter, his name became Paul. So, Saul and Paul have different meaning. We'll get to it shortly. So, beloved, Saul of Tarsus became Paul the Apostle. However, he was not readily accepted by the Apostles. He took Barnabas, etc. to really encourage Peter and Kurt to accept him into the fold because he headed back to Jerusalem eventually for that to happen. So let's go back to our focus in this episode. Paul the Apostle who encountered Jesus several times in his ministry had to work very hard to end the trust of the people he persecuted. It's, it's, it's familiar with what even goes on today. So in the time of moral choices, we have to be strong. Saul that became Paul was strong because, of course, there were resistance to accepting him. So he had made the right moral choice. He had self-corrected, but there was resistance because there was very low, low trust. There was trust deficit between him and the disciples of that time because of his recent past activities. So it is notable that the strength of character is often demonstrated not just when things are going fine, but more especially when the going gets tough. 
when we have to make moral choices that may not be popular. Paul taught us to be strong under fire when we are in distress situations. It is us best to be strong in the initial moment of moral choice if we are to be found wanting in such moment, the opportunity to make corrections may become elusive. That shall not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. So being strong in the face of difficulty does not mean that we do not have weaknesses. No, not at all. It doesn't mean that we don't have weaknesses. It doesn't mean that we don't have weaknesses that give rise to poor judgment. No. It only shows that we have the ability to self-correct. Every leader have the ability to self-correct. But as a moral agent, are we willing to self-correct? Are we willing to self-correct? Beloved, just as Paul was tested severally in the Bible, in the New Testament, we will face obstacles wherever we are leading, either at work or in the church. However, the trials and temptations should should refine our integrity, should refine honesty in us, and should refine how we respect others. So trials should enhance the strength of our character as it did for Paul. When we do not buckle in the time of distress, we become dependable in the eyes of people around us. And we become dependable in the eyes of God. That is the story of Saul that became Paul. He did not buckle in the time of distress. When he was down and out, he did not buckle. He actually self-correct and made the right choices. In sum, the strength of character establishes a moral authority that gives us credibility as leaders. Beloved, the apostle transformed from Saul of Tarsus, the prayed for, to Paul, the humble. Beloved, when if we are conversant with the meaning of names, we know that Saul in Hebrew means prayed for. So, of course, the leaders in Jerusalem prayed for him, for what he was doing. But being prayed for was not enough for God. For him to be used of God, he had to be humble. He had to be humble. He had to be someone that will not supervise the killing of another fellow because they, are, because they have disagreement in perspective on how they see their fate or our fate. So, Paul, in Roman language, means the humble. So, to work with God and lead well and lead others well, let humility be part of you. Let Humility, be part of me. The Lord Almighty will help us in Jesus' name. We must remember when it concerns this particular lesson that James 4, 6, James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud, but give grace to the humble. So to lead with the grace of God, we have to be humble. We have to be humble, beloved. So let's conclude this episode, beloved. This episode of BP entitled Paul the humble. Our number one BP is the conversion of Paul was unlikely and was unexpected. It was not programmed, so it was not scheduled by any man, not even the apostles. Therefore, God chooses who he wants to use 
So Jesus Christ met him on the way to Damascus himself without forewarning anyone. Number two, a fellow in distress can overcome it to become a champion of progress with distinction. But that's an ingredient that is required for him to be a champion of progress with distinction. It is humility. Number three, God value and require a currency from leaders. God value and require a currency from leaders. That currency is humility. That currency is humility. Paul had to move from being prayed for to be Paul, the, um, the humble. Number four, being down and out, number four BP, being down and out is not the end of a leader, except God says so. So godly leaders have the ability to self-correct themselves. Godly leaders have the ability to self-correct themselves. Quickly, our wisdom quote is from Philippians 2.3. Philippians 2.3 that says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Beloved, let us pray. Father, we thank you for yet again another episode of PP to learn from what you did we saw that became Paul. Lord, help us to lead others from the heart so that our work is acceptable before you. Give us the grace to be humble where we live. In Jesus' most precious name, we are free. Amen. Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Bloomfield, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phronesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.